you doing, mate? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. See, you got your crew working back there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Manual, manual and the auto running at the moment. Well, they're, they're running the manual, but they're trying to set up a sim process on the auto. So Ooh. you guys look hot. you got a fan and everything. Yeah, it's hot up here. It's damn hot on the Gold Coast right now. <laughs> Have you guys had a lot of the rain or any flooding or anything? Yeah, the last weekend it was throwing it down, pissing rain. But a uh, bit sunny day today, and as it does happen, the humidity is crazy today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it and I'm excited to, to learn stuff from you and, and hear from your story. And so do you want to just start by telling us who you are and your, your business and what you do in the main? That's all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was that question again? <laughs> Tell us who you are, who your business, what your business is called and what you well, do. Based up here on the Gold Coast, we've, um, my name's Mitchell and we're, you know, I started Ripple Print House about a year and a half ago now, two years. Um, and yeah, we're just on, yeah, just having fun creating new products every day. And uh, this is uh, Adrian, I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, my name's Adrian, hello. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I'm a 47 year old screen printer and that's all I've done in my adult life. I use that term pretty loosely, adult. Um, it's, it's for 30 years, all I've done is either pull a squeegee or put a, a all in the apparel game too, like having branched out into, I know there's obviously many, many variances of screen printing, but it's all been apparel based for me. Um, I was lucky enough to kick off sort of like, like I lost my virginity to a supermodel. <laughs> I Billabong was the very first job I ever oh, had. Really? Wow. So that was, uh, and I walked into there just as they were beginning their ascendancy to the global domination that they had for a time there. Um, yeah. Right in there, it was 1992, left high school. Uh, so 92, I was at Billabong and yeah, went through until I got made redundant, as we all did in the screen print department. Um, that was 2010 or 11, I think, that we all got done there. But, I mean, and all of us at that point were all like, we were all dying at Billabong. Like all of us were, you know, we've been there for years and we're a family, so to speak. Um, and um, yeah, it was quite shocking getting made redundant from a job that I thought I'd have for life. But yeah. uh, it forced me out into the, to the, it was, I'd certainly had garnered plenty of knowledge as to how to print uh, at Billabong. But it wasn't until I left Billabong that I think I became a better tradesman, uh, you know, because I had to use a machine that was a bit lacking or, you know, it, 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 like, you know, at Billabong, it was anything you wanted, you got, you know. I would need a new exposure table. All right, sweet. Just, you know, find one for us and we'll write the invoice, we'll write the checks. So everything we had, we had four of everything it was the best one of you know of its kind uh and then you leave that and you go into a, a backyard print shop you know and the screens are getting held together with bits of tape and it's like well, you just remesh it you know <laughs> so i certainly uh i yeah i i learned a bit more when i didn't have the silver spoon of billabong you know <laughs> yeah. basically you'd sort of hone those kind of gifts and skills that you had to make poor quality kit work 
Yeah, which is the way most of us start, right? <laughs> we start with the, with the poorer quality stuff and then exactly. move up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I certainly, I didn't realise that I had bought up with a silver spoon in my mouth until like the first day you're in a backyard print shop nearly crying like this is frightening <laughs> it's like oh yeah i did have a bloody silver spoon in my mouth as a, as a young fellow growing up you know but it, yeah like i said i i wouldn't change it now i'm a better tradesman i'm a better printer than i was at billabong you know like i am today a better printer than i was at billabong in 2010 you know so it's yeah. um you know it's yeah you know, I, I still love the game 30 years that's for obviously you, you need to have some sort of drive, don't you? Some, you know, like, oh, well, this is my boss sitting next to me. There's no disrespect, but hey, I'm not a millionaire and I'm not getting paid, you know, 200K a year to screen print. Um, so the, what it does do is it's like, I've, I've got to love it. You, you've got to love it, you know, or <laughs> get out of it and go find a better paying job, you know. But mm. um, yeah, I get stoked, you know, I get stoked on prints just as much as I did when I was 17 you know like it's I can I still appreciate a, a cool print you know it's never lost on me when I'm printing a pile of t-shirts that even if it's just one of those shirts in that pile could be the person who ends up obtaining it down the line that could be their favorite tea like the one mm -hmm. that they love the most you know I've been in the print game 30 years I've still got favorite teas that I love mm -hmm. to wear you know, proudly yeah check me out you know so I know it's never lost on me at 47 that I'm could be I'm printing a pile of 200 shirts that could be one golden boy in this pile, you know. So that that's something that you know I I, I enjoy. It it keeps my passion and my drive there to deliver the best prints I can, you know. Mm. No, it's a it's an interesting business, especially with the kind of art side of it. I you, mm. I think you kind of grow to hate it or you just love it the whole time. There's times when I've certainly grown to hate it and struggled with, particularly with water base and, yep. you know, doing more complex prints and so on and having poor quality teas. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's an unusual line for sure. And Mitchell, how about yourself? How did you get going in this? Cause you've got a very different background, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, I was always kind of brought up around it. So the idea of, you know, being in that, I guess streetwear fashion kind of side of um, the business kind of came pretty natural because, you know, I grew up surfing and, you know, I was lucky enough to have uh, quite a few different sponsors that focused on apparel. Their main business was providing, you know, apparel and, you know, wetsuits such as, you know, Billabong. That's where I, you know, met Adrian or, and met, you know, most of the people I know within the industry is through, through Billabong and the surfing kind of connection. So the, how I got into it was forming my own brand and then also, you know, doing the manufacturing offshore, you know, in, in different places and then also printing locally on the Gold Coast as well. Um, but what I had was just not, you know, some, some styles would sell and some wouldn't. And I just wanted more flexibility to be able to print, you know, more so on demand. Um, but I guess the, what ended up happening, happening, I started with a digital printer uh, and it worked to a point, but mm -hmm. I wasn't happy with the, you know, the, the quality of printing on darker garments and, and a bunch of different factors, really. I didn't like how slow it was. Um, 
I mean, it, it, it was fun, but it, it slow. It just, my transition just moved towards screen printing. But originally I thought, thought screen printing was way too hard to achieve, you know? Um, and so there was kind of a bit of a pipe dream, but then it just kind of, I think, you know, going from the digital printing world, it just forces you into screen printing because it's such, it's, it's better quality. It's more flexibility. It's just overall, it just trumps it. And it, and it just, it, you know, especially like with manual printing, you know, that same machine we could turn, you know, we could come back in 50 years and achieve the same results. Whereas in the digital printing world, like every year, you're probably going to have to be updating and it's really fast paced expensive noisy whereas you know like manual printers just sit there and stay silent and mm. i like silence <laughs> so and they, and they just work um but to answer the question probably it was just to have more flexibility in printing my own designs without the need to you know overstock things um but then it's just it grabbed me by its hook screen printing and you know my all i want to do is master it you know i know that it's a long road and uh, but i've got like a really you know a really good team a small team but we're we're all from a really similar background of surfing and um you know apparel making and printing so it's it works really well um and it's just morphed into just now a obsession to to dial it in and my biggest I, the thing i love about it is just setting up processes and systems to make it really efficient that's i just yeah. want to be get to a to find where you know we can become really efficient it was yeah. it's like it's it's good you know once we've got the garments and everything set up we can we're flying through our stuff so it's it's and with really good quality and that's that's really good there's just other areas that need to come together for it to be you know really efficient so, so the kind of bottlenecks along the process where where would you say they appear or where it's slower for for me it's it's probably you know trying to streamline because we do a lot of work for different customers it's just streamlining that process for them making their job really easy for them to commit to us and for us to you know translate what they want onto the t-shirt as quickly as possible um yeah. that's not always easy but that you can definitely make it easier i know i know mm. you can do that and then it's just you know uh being organized and prepared having a clean shop um and always just showing up and willing to learn and get better i mean it, it uh, yeah i mean it's there's so many different ways to do it you can throw more staff at it or throw really good equipment at it and i'm kind of the latter mm, mm. yeah and i guess with the equipment generally in my experience you get more continuity and consistency in the process which makes the whole process run better right like often in our little shop you know if we're taking on someone new they start at reclaiming screens and if they last more than a day we think well they're probably a keeper but you know we do go through people but yeah. of course 
if they don't clean a screen well, by the time that's recoded, if no one notices it and it ends yeah. up back on the press, you know, the press operator is like, I've got to start with a, a press wash just to make this work, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, we've, we've kind of learned a little bit about getting some consistency. And I think, you know, at the moment, well, it used to be the only person that, for example, could coat screens here was me in terms of getting that consistency. And I finally trained another member of the team. And to be blunt, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> He's doing a great job. He's really getting there. Um, but some screens are thicker than others, to be blunt, you know, and yeah, that yeah. makes a massive difference. But um, I still kind of think, oh, yeah, maybe an automated uh, um, coder would be good, you know, for that reason. Yeah. But at the moment, it's, it's a ton of money. Okay. Um, so just to clarify, you're printing for customers as well. You're doing custom prints, not just for your brand, or are you focusing yeah, on your brand? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, so far, that's all we do, um, mostly. Uh, but that that's my goal is to, yeah, release our own line of uh, designs and apparel. Uh, mm. That's what keeps us, that's what keeps me inspired um, to, mm. to keep going. Um, obviously, you know, the... The printing for other companies is great, you know, when, when it's on. Um, so we'll always keep doing that because it's, it, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, people need shirts. So mm -hmm. we print them. <laughs> yeah. And so what kind of brands of garments do you print on? Like everything or are you kind of exclusive to one or what's uh, your... I mean, yeah. I mean, Adrian's printed on basically every garment imaginable. So... Uh, in terms of brands, you mean like what we, like the yeah. supplies we use? Yeah, yeah, Gildan, American Apparel, Lace uh, Color. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we certainly, you know, obviously it's always going to be the client's call at the end of it, isn't it, as to how much they want to fork out. But, um, you know, like as the printer, and I, and I know that, you know, like I don't, like, as a disclaimer, I, I've, I've never run a screen print business but I've been in the game my entire life. Mm. And I'm old enough and ugly enough to know that you know, I've got a valid opinion in the way a productive screen print shop runs, but they're, they're, like, they're dealing with clients. I've never done that, you know? Mm. Um, so, but I think there is that, you know, obviously trying to teach the client to a degree without sounding really arrogant, teaching them so they know that the difference between, you know, a guild and, a cheap, cheap Gildan shirt or a really nice, you know, uh, AS color staple or something, you know, or, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, we do just the sort of the generic, you know, Australian brands, you know, like the Australian, yeah. you know, what, you know, we all sort of our bread and butter in this game in this part of the world, you know, I know you've got yeah. the Los Angeles apparel. Yeah. Connection. I mean, I think that it's a bit unique, in, isn't it? Yeah. Like there's other than AS, like I think they're the, best and most accessible quality we have in Australia. But mm. I do really like the, you know, American brands. I think they do a really good job. It's just really hard to get here. Getting them, so yeah. it's, we're limited. And I think, yeah, AS is definitely on par with them. It's just the US has, I think, uh, sometimes it can be a little bit more on point with what's happening, you know, in the streetwear yep. game anyway. Mm. Mm, um, yeah. so it'd be nice to have that selection but you know AS do an incredible job they're mostly all in always in stock with yeah you know, the they are now yeah 
<laughs> yeah. It didn't used to be. So, but, yeah. so it's it's good. Like they're consistent, and like you got to thank them because if it wasn't yeah. for them, we wouldn't have the businesses that we have. Yeah. So yeah. it's you know, and vice versa. But you know, they've given screen printers a, a pretty big platform to use. You know, and yeah. to have that in stock. You know, to not go bust. You know, and to have yeah reasonable, good quality and. You know, mm. so it's pretty impressive, really, have mm. that them, yeah. them here in Australia. Yeah, look, on that, from our perspective, you know, as you're aware, I'm very new to this entire industry. Um, so we, we started out with a, I won't even name them, but they were a Bangladeshi company. No, nothing wrong with that, of course. But yeah. we didn't know what quality was. We didn't know what dye migration was. We, yeah. you know... Just thought, wow, these are cheap. Let's print on those. Um, and then somebody said, oh, have you heard of Gildan? Of course, I'd never heard of them. And so we got to deal with them, started pushing their stuff out and started looking at the different qualities within um, their standard brand as well as like really, I really like comfort colors. And I would imagine for the yeah. surf world, that's a really good uh, brand, although they seem to die migrate quite a lot. Um and had never heard of Ace Color, you know. And so we were just happy doing 5,000s in the Gildan range and a bit of American apparel and AAA, as I say, comfort colors. And, um, you know, we do, we print a lot for church groups. And so, you know, the dollar matters most to them in a way. And so we may go down to a 64,000 for them, you know, try and save them a bit of money. Um, and then someone said, oh, you should be printing on Ace Color. And I looked into them and was like, gee, these are, these are a world apart. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, if you look at a not no discredit to, to Gildan, they've obviously got products for different markets. Um, but if you look at something like a sixty-four thousand Gildan and compare it to a five thousand and one staple T in AS color, yeah. just the print quality alone. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah, and yeah. I found I've started saying that to customers. Uh -huh. We generally yeah. generally push AS color out there. Yeah. But um, you know, they might go for a block T and they'll say, "What's the difference?" And I'll say, well, you know, there's a couple of things in terms of how the cotton's put together, um, but the print quality is much, much nicer on a staple, which it is, and they'll just go for it. So I've sort of, I'm learning as the customers are, are kind yeah, of learning yeah, yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, okay. So yeah, the American brands that you might want to get, are they people like Bella Canvas and, you know, what kind of American uh, brands? Uh, there's a couple, there's Los Angeles Apparel. They're really nice um there's that Ruporto. they're more european uh yep. they're just just really high quality they're all made in-house and in the us or in europe or portugal like cotton from portugal is like the premier kind of cotton in the world so they're yeah they're just really good quality i mean you can get them here but it's you know you've got to pay for the shipping and um which we'll do for some of our our own products um because uh, I just know that they print well, that the colors are really vibrant and um, just good quality. And um, yeah, so, and it's a point of difference. Uh, so, it, it, yeah, I mean, you just got to be on the, uh, search for always new products. Um, but yeah, like you said, like we always, if there is an opportunity, I'll always push people into using AS Color. 
just because of the quality and the print and the stability of, you know, the T-shirt is mm. better than, you know, the best web found in Australia anyway. So mm. it's like, yeah. And, and it's probably, you know, you know, you can tell because most people are printing on AS, you know. Most print shops are probably going to have a lot more AS com coming through than any other brand. Yeah. Mm. So, um, like, obviously, you'll print on some polyester with hoodies and things, but do you ever print on polyester sportswear or lycra or anything like that? Is that something that you come across and a need to print? I mean, I haven't yet in the shop because we're relatively new and our, you know, our, our customer base is, is still growing. But, I mean, Adrian, I mean, Adrian's printed, I mean, he's from the surfing industry, so he's printed on some of the world champions rash shirts a lycra and spandex yeah, right. you know, yeah. doing all of that manner of printing for mm. big events so he's got that experience if we, if we ever do get it we do get it every now and then you know adrian knows what to do so mm. like yeah like it's yeah i mean it's we we're still it all depends on the customer too like they have mm. different needs yeah. you know, yeah. um, so, yeah, it's good fun. Like, I, I would really like to print on, like, waterproof jackets and things like that in the future, you know. So, okay, yeah, right. Um, and that's a whole different process as well. But you've got to kind of, like, move into it slowly and make sure you can handle it. And, and, yeah. Uh, and do it well. And do it well. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, those garments, you know, are expensive. You can, mm. There's no room, yeah. not much room for error. Spoiler. yeah yeah it's difficult isn't it and i mean we always kind of balk a little bit we have, we do a lot of um well one of the other markets i should say that we're into is sports venues and gyms and so there's always that thing of you know pushing them to to as color apparel but they'll also come back with we want this other thing it's like her or whatever it is and we yeah. found that our best results from those you know are from changing inks and so on but we still feel very nervous when any any of those come through the job the guys have got going on the manual at the moment it's 480 polos for a school and they bought the polos themselves and you know they have the the name of the school sort of woven into the collar you know that kind of thing and they're two colors 100 polyester you know from size 16 down to size four and it's like oh no and um, they're red as well. Like if any uh, color is going to die migrate, no, it's going to be red, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're running. They're using low bleed ink right now. It's just a two yeah. color job. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they're just, you know, I've told them just to test for dye migration for the first half an hour, and you know, yeah, stop the job if it's dye migrating. Yeah, yeah. And not, nothing else goes in the oven whilst those red polos are going through the oven. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and. It, and it's scary, right? Like, you know, the customer turns up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you think, oh, dear, I really want to do this. But oh, so I I just sort of let them know what the, the risks are, really, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's scary trying something out. So you guys, Plastisol, water-based, mix, what are you what are you doing? Oh, I mean, we, yeah, we'll, we'll do it all, you know, but we're, we're um, it all depends all dependent on the job like i'm i love 
the the big vibrant like yeah like I lo- I love it all so we got to use it all like we can't yeah, not just yeah, yeah. you know be in one category and yeah. just water base or you know I love it all like you know I'm always on the the hunt for new products and what we can do and mm. and achieve so I don't I don't think it's that is never going to end I mean I mean I know you can get I mean, if you just focused on one, you'd probably get really good at it. But, you know, for my background in surfing, like you're not going to just surf one style of wave. You're going to try and surf every style yeah. and be good at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like like competition, surfing or any competition, you know, you it, it feels, you know, you're not necessarily the best when if you win a contest. You're just good at a number of different things all at once. Yeah, so okay. it, 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 it helps to be across all of them, you know, to a high level. You don't have to be the best at it, but you can be efficient at all of it. I know in America and European market, you might have the, the freedom to just go, look, we're, just, we're only doing water base. But I don't believe our market's big enough to just go, hey, mm. that's all we're doing and we're not doing anything else. See you later yeah. if you yeah. come to us for mm. for water, you know, for water based or for plastisol yeah. or for yeah. whatever inks you use. Like Adrian's you know, was schooled at Billabong, which is arguably the biggest print shop in Australia and one of the biggest brands in the world at the time that was printing graphic t shirts. Like you can't you know, and he's seen all the phases and all the different mm. things that have come through there. You know more than you know. I believe any printer in Australia. You know, so that's it. It's and it's really good to have that in here. You know, so yeah, yeah. I don't want to pigeonhole myself to just water base yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know, but I want to know it all. I that's what mm. I'm I'm hooked because there is so much to know. Maybe you know Adrian does things that are so second nature to him, but I'm like, okay, I got to learn that. You know, I got to learn this now. This this this. You know, mm. and mm. it goes on. And there's some. You know, coming into a green and fresh is like, you know, there's things that, you know, that I might suggest that he hasn't done before or, you know, and there's things that he knows that I'm just like, oh, you know, mm. I just can lean on him for knowledge and, you know, my artwork separator, Michael Rod, worked at Billabong doing all the separation. So he's like... Very good at his job. Yeah, like I, I've had other jobs separated from other people and it's, you know... He's the best. So, do you outsource all the seps? No, no, no. It's it's in house, but we. Oh, you know, okay. Sorry. Yeah. You know, a guy that's super experienced. Mm. So, and once um, again, it, it was a billabong connection. This, yeah. This whole conversation is, you know, the the, the common thread is is billabong. You know, like yeah. I remember Mitch had. So, for those who don't know, he's he's a bit, he's a bit too humble. So he was a pro bodyboarder. The dude, like, yeah, has right. done some amazing things. Mitch Rawlins, Google his name, people. Um, he had a, a DVD come out. What year was the Mitch Fid? About uh, 2008 or something. Yeah, 92. And, and I, I was at Billabong at the time. And at this point, I was, I had sort of reached the as high as I could go without being a supervisor. I was the head sampler at Billabong. So I would, all of the stuff would be sampled on a hand carousel, but the Taz Automatics would run it in the production sense once it was all sold and Reggie did. So, that's something I, pr- I prided myself on. I would never just sample it to make myself look good. I'm sampling this 10-colour job 
thinking like I'm an automatic machine. All right, I'm going to flash the base and then I'm going to run four wet on wet. I'm going to flash that and I've got four mm. more and I'll flash and I'll put the key line last. You know, so it would translate over mm. to when it was production and it got dropped into the machine and the last time this done, it was on a hand carousel, there would be continuity, you know, and of mm. course, mm. and that's something that I want to touch on is the record keeping of print shops. I think that is yep. the yep. foundation and the spine that you build a shop on. Um, but we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, what was I going? Yeah, just the, yeah, the Mitch's had a video, a DVD release, and uh, it was a really quick, spontaneous thing. The guys from the marketing department call me in the print shop, got the little mobile phones, you know, he's talking to me from over there. And he says, man, we've got this artwork. Mitch has got this video release coming out. He needs like 50 white shirts. And we need to print these now because Mitch is in the building and he wants to leave with these shirts. And his artwork was thrown together in minutes. It was zipped down to me. I, I ripped and printed it on the Epson printer. I shot the film. And then I gave the boys a call in the marketing and said, hey, I'm about to print this thing. Mitch is more than welcome to come out. And that was, I, I'd known of him. I was a Gold Coast boy. I knew this guy since I was, you know, I'm a few years older than him, but was a conscious of his, what he's done throughout his entire career. So I remember Mitch comes out, this was 2004 or five, and I could see the stoke in his eyes. He's just standing next to me and I'm on the hand carousel just knocking out. It was white shirts, a black print. Like I knocked this out, uh -oh. right? Dream. And he's just, you could see the childlike, Oh, just yeah. rough it, just like, yeah, yeah. And, and I still see, and that was 10, 15 years ago. And when we do work today, I still see the froth in his eyes of like, yeah. oh, how good is this? You know, like, and that, yeah. it, it, it enthuses, enthuses me as well. You know, I'm 47, there's times where you go, oh, bloody screen printing. But then you see the, oh, and you're like, yeah, man. Like you'd sort of, there's this sharing of energy, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, I, I very much enjoy and he's obviously, like you said, he's he's green, but he's a sponge, as a, you know. And I and I remember being the same when I was seventeen, and I landed on the print floor at Billabong. Um, my mother was the machine, a machinist, one of many machinists who was sewing at Billabong at that time. Wow. So I was a right little rambunctious boy at high school, and my mother calls me on a Friday morning. I'm about to pedal off to school for the day. Mum calls me at home, and she says. Adrian, son, you're starting in the screen print department of Billabong on Monday. <laughs> Tell the teachers you're leaving. All right, mum. Right on, mum. <laughs> so not yeah, only yeah. did I have my first real job, uh, but it was like I was Irene's son. So there was this expectation on me like, yeah, I can't, oh, I can't fail for me, but I can't fail for the reputation of my mother. Um, so I was like I was full guns blazing. And as you could tell, I like the chitty chat. So when I first landed, I asked every dude a thousand questions every day. Yeah. And of course, by the end of the first week, you realize, all right, I'm getting nothing from him. That guy hates me. <laughs> this guy just mumbles. But there was a few, and I they're genuinely still work colleagues and friends of mine today. And this was in 1992. I met a couple of these guys that helped me be the tradesman that I am helped me form me into the man that I ended up becoming. Um, and it was all because of just, I'm asking, why do you do that? Well, why do you do that? Well, when you put that there, what does that mean? You know, and I see a similar thing in Mitch, you know, where it might just be perceived as a silly question. Why do you put that there? But he's got, 
well, what do you put that there? And I'm like, well, I'm happy to ask because I put that there because it's efficient or it, it works this way or whatever it may be. His, his enthusiasm yeah. to want to know. Uh, I mean, we even had case in point this morning, uh, a little job with some Plaz Charge inks. It wasn't working as ideal as it could. And Mitch just sort of said to me, hey, let's change the ratio. Let's, let's, let's have a little research and development test session uh, to which I kind of, I, had, I hadn't even thought of, you know, and sometimes when you are the only printer on the floor, you can't see the forest for the trees, you know? Yeah, sure. uh, and it was, yeah, Mitch just said, hey, let's, let's do this. Let's just try it anyway. We're like, you know what? Let's try it. Chicking, we got to win, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's certainly, yeah, we are a, a new business, but I'd like to think that with the, the, the team that Mitch has built, like, you know, the, the, the art separator and myself, there's decades and decades and decades <laughs> in this yeah, building yeah. of experience. And I think there's experience is one thing. Experience has got to be, can, you know, shazam with passion. Yeah, mm. you got to love it. You got to be, mm. you got to be stoked on it. You know, I certainly work, have worked in other shops and with other printers. Um, and bearing in mind too, all of my thirty years in this industry has been in this town. I've not moved out of the Gold Coast to pull a squeegee. So by definition, there's like maybe. Oh God, there's probably even less than a dozen of us now, but there's, do you know what I mean? It's very, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's only a, a core group of people that move mm. around. have got the ability or got the know-how or the, the nous or the desperation to have a print job. Uh, and a few of them are a bit jaded at the world and are hard to work with, you know? So that's one thing that I am conscious of is like, I want to be the, the good guy that's easy to work with, you know? Um, yeah, I'm, good Irish boy I know how to have a laugh you know but I do I certainly know I'm not scared of hard work you know mm. I'm not going to spend all day leaning on the bloody on the oven having a chat you know but uh it's yeah it's the it's the loving what you do I think that's the secret to you know to this and and obviously Mitch had only just put me onto yourself and your podcast which I'm and this is my motivation to be here is to promote the community of us printers yeah. Because yeah. I don't, is that, is that a fair assessment that that's your motivation too? You want to 100%, build? Community? Yeah. Just to get some chatter, some dialogue going on. Oh, I found it quite hard. And yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot, it seems in the US of, you know, people really sharing and connecting and not worrying so much about the competition. And yep. there's a couple going in the UK, but there just doesn't seem to be a lot here. So yeah, that was, you know, I'm no expert in podcasts or anything, but I, I just thought, yeah, wouldn't it be good just to get people going and, and get them talking and, Absolutely. you know, see what comes out of it. So, yeah. um, but just, to, I mean, from what you're saying, you know, Mitchell, you've got this situation where because of the people you've got, you know, unlike us who started sort of by accident, we had to climb this, this learning curve and fall off and climb it again. And there are a couple of points on that journey where I was ready to sack it, but we didn't, it wasn't our ambition to start a business. Whereas you've come together and said, no, I've, I've done my clothing brand. I now need people that have this level of expertise that can teach you, but also grow this company so that you can leapfrog that learning curve. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's gold really when you can do that. Um, and presumably it allows you to leapfrog into the markets. I know you're, you're about to automate your press level and we'll, we'll come yeah. back to that in a bit yeah. but um 
Is that been your was that your plan initially? As I'll get these guys that that really know how to do this and learn how to leapfrog through this. Yeah, I mean, I've come from manufacturing, like you know, surfboards and bodyboards and and things like that as well. But what it, what happened there was like there was a shortage of skill, um, and I. Long story short, like you know, I would. <coughs> had to work so hard on the business that I didn't learn, learn the skill enough. So I, you know, when I got into this, I was like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to leave myself vulnerable, vulnerable yeah. again. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. you're always going to have some vulnerabilities, but you know, worst comes to worst, I can get jobs done. Yeah. You know, I don't have the 35 years of screen printing experience, but I'm going to, I, I you know, accelerate that as much as I can while trying to build the business because uh, it's multifaceted now. It's really online as well as offline. But yeah. it's, it's um, yeah, it's just the way it kind of come together and it's pretty, I haven't really thought about it too much, but yeah, after hearing that from you, it's, yeah, I'm pretty damn lucky, I guess. Yeah, I'll say. It's like, but I feel like, I, you know, I'm, I'm fair in what we do here and, uh, you know, treat the people around me right. So it's like, it's kind of just building this business into something that will provide a platform for, for Adrian and, you know, my other uh, artwork separator and, you know, to, be, to remain being creative and, you know, um, and just whoever else is, is a part of it to have their platform to you know excel as well and not leave anyone behind you know it's mm. that that's what i want so yeah i don't think i would have been able to do it myself i don't think i yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't in, like to do it myself i mean it's hard now so i don't know if i'd want to go through you know I don't want to put out jobs that I'm not a hundred percent with. Mm. So I would hate to start. I know everyone does you start green, but I would hate it mm. sending out a job and not having confidence in it, you know? Mm. So I don't know. It's a tricky business to start in really like actually set money off people when you don't know what you're doing. You've got to know what you're doing, you know? Mm. So I know you can do that, but I, I wasn't prepared to do that. And I, I think that's why it, you know, our, you know, my and Adrian, we're not, we'll be, you know, we'll hold some things close to our chest and not let it out for what we want to do. But yeah. for the most part, it's a hard game. So we open our doors and we will more so as it moves, our business moves along because someone that's, you know, interested in screen printing, oh, I'm going to start a new business, I'm going to do this and that. They go, okay, good luck you know, go for it. You know, you, you'll find that it's not that easy. <laughs> so it's like, you got to have perseverance. You got to, yeah. you got to really love it. You got to, you know, you got to, yeah, you, you're going to, especially at the beginning, you're probably going to have a hell of a lot more bad days and good days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm grateful that we, yeah, I, I, say it short I, I probably yeah i don't think i could have pulled it off by myself it's just it's too hard yeah, yeah it, it is it's very hard 
thing mm. to get going with zero experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess for us, we, like I said earlier, one of our bigger market, or it's not anymore, but used to be our bigger market, was churches and church groups and camps and those types of beach missions and events like that, where, you know, with the right level of respect to that market, they weren't so concerned about quality. And that really was helpful to us because, you know, they were getting a good value product, but we were kind of cutting our teeth and going, oh, that doesn't work that way. We need to... Uh, what do you mean there's a thing called an underbase what's that i've never heard of that before yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, but it, but if a, a a clothing brand had come on you know at that point i'd have gone look we, yeah, we really yeah, don't no. you know quite honestly yeah. we're not really up to that level yeah. um yeah. so just going back to billabong for a second adrian uh you mentioned they had tas presses is that right sorry say again mate they had tas presses yeah, yeah, yeah that they were um, in operation, you know, it was, right, okay. uh, it was that's, 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 in 1992, when I first landed there, they had the, the brand new cream colored TAS, uh, the 200 <laughs> series, I think it was. Um, and that was, there was two machines when I first started, uh, the brand new 10 color, I think, which we all thought was astonishing. Actually, no, it was an eight color. It was an eight color cream and a six color black tass, like okay. all old school. Uh, and that thing was wild. The old six color was whew, was the head chopper. Like it, it had a mind of its own. Uh, <laughs> it hurt some people. I, was, I witnessed it hurt people. Luckily, not me. <laughs> but this is, you got to understand, this was back in the day before safety connections between the yeah. heads. And if you yeah. break this bar, the machine stops and the machine ain't stopping for no one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was Tass's. Um, obviously, since leaving Billabong, I um, had worked in other print shops I've, and uh, it was a Tass and I've had the opportunity to work on a rock as well. Um, oh, wow, okay. Never worked yeah. on an MNR. I've seen MNRs, I've touched MNRs, but I've never actually controlled mm -hmm. an MNR. But I'll be honest, after having worked on the rock, you kind of look at all these machines, they, they're all skin and the cat kind of the same way, you know? Yep. So, and, and obviously, as we, I'm sure we'll touch on the Anatole, you know, like I've never, I can see it over your shoulder now, but I've never in the flesh seen an Anatole. I'm very much looking forward to playing with this and to working on this, but in, without sounding like a complete egotistical maniac, I'm not concerned in any way, shape or form that I won't be able to run this thing. Mm. You know, mm. I, just, I know what machines can do and all I just need to know is how this Anatole interfaces between, you know, I want a test print or oh, you got to do that, that mat to get the test print. You know, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, could, think... I could be wrong, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, with the rocks and the Taz's, all the same stuff really you know and i think that's where you've got a real another leapfrogging benefit in that if you're you know like us and you're coming up through manual presses and you make that jump to a, an auto you can learn what button to press real quick but yeah. understanding squeegee pressures and angles and platen heights and yeah, yeah, off yeah, contact yeah. you know yeah. and just the peculiarities idiosyncrasies i guess of an yeah. auto and maybe it's just that auto, you know, maybe another auto is a bit different, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the bit that we found um, heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mitch and I have talked about some of these things before, but genuinely, like, you know, yeah. I do remember, I think, first or second job we did, 
on this auto was a seven color. And we were just so excited, you know, seven color. And, yeah. you know, we put it on, I think we put it on 90 T's and we had a good underbase. And, but yeah. it probably took us a day, you know, to register. It was a tricky print. Yeah. But um, at one point I just said, stuff this, let's just put it on the manual, you know, like, and that yeah. would have been yeah. so defeatist, you know, and we didn't, we persevered. Yeah. But, you know, it does, yeah, so <laughs> many big, big things to learn. So yeah. having having you, Adrian, there is, is that you know you're just going to be in your element when when that happens so, but currently you're running vastex manuals is that right yeah yeah absolutely i will proudly attest i'm i say this i'm i'm not endorsed or sponsored by vastec in any way yeah. but they are by far the greatest screen printing equipment that these hands have ever touched in 30 years okay i can't believe these machines they are astonishing the micro registration is Mickey Mouse. And I've worked with brand new MNR hand carousels. I've worked with all the array of, of what I know the Australian market's full of, the Gilrows, the Adtex, uh, oh, I can't remember offhand. There's a, there's a couple that, you know, that I've seen in my time in this game, but the Vaztec is just on another level. And, and like, it's, I, I love it. Like I said, that's one thing that gets me stoked when I come in here, I'm like, oh, I get to work on a Vastic. Like, yeah. those clients of ours, how lucky are they? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's important. What what drives me too in this business is, you know, putting the best equipment in front of Adrian so he can perform. Like, mm. I doesn't, you know, I don't want to have him rocking up to work and, you know, and making it harder for him like make it try to make it you know it, you've got to i mean if you had unlimited money or you know a lot more money you could you know i've put every conceivable thing in front of him and just go look this is where we at where we're at you know but you got to do it bit by bit but we're we're pretty good in the equipment we have and the yep. like all the different you know board sizes and mm. all different things you know there's still improvements to be made but my health Thing is making sure that you know they've got the necessary equipment to make their job easier yeah and it's so like you don't want to be doing this with crappy equipment oh, you just yeah. can't yeah it's yeah. like yeah i've done that you know i did start off with you know yeah. uh you know very crappy eight color carousel that you know it was yeah, I mean, I thought it was the coolest thing ever when I got it and put it together. Yeah. Rad, but, it, you know, you couldn't, <laughs> anything other than a one colour, it's not going to yeah. register, yeah, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, it's just so important to look up. Like, in this game, you know, it's so important to look after your staff as well as you can. You just, you know, you just have to, um, That that's, and by putting good equipment and it clean, mm clean areas like pretty important to me yeah absolutely i mean when you think about it there's a level of stress involved with printing in the sense that if something does go wrong yep. you know you've lost a couple of garments or 10 garments or whatever and it's like oh man you know and um reducing that kind of stress for the people working on the machinery is is key yep. they want to make sure it's reliable they want to know that it's you know they're just going to get frustrated and and stressed mm -hmm. about it so I'm glad yeah. you said that about Vastex because, um, you know, we tried to do our homework when we, so we, <laughs> we, 
we went we went to the usual you know ebay blue chinese press so-called now um and we we're like yeah full color one platinum this is just terrible and and i should say where we live um, we're three thousand feet up and so it's pretty arid here and so trying to learn with water base wasn't smart yeah, um yeah. you know just right in the mesh con so it was so frustrating and then we got a secondhand ad tech which was four color three platens which is very odd yeah yeah i've got some photos of it it's <laughs> It's bizarre. And that was great. It didn't have any micro on it. So you had to, to dial yeah. it in manually and, and it was fine. It worked well for us. And then I started, it was very old and I started to get a bit of deflection. Yeah. And we did, I remember we did this job for a jujitsu club and it was big for us. You know, I think it was, I don't know, over a hundred hoodies, you know, and it was three colors and it was just shocking. And I just couldn't work out what it was. And anyway, the, the job didn't turn out right for the customer so i then started looking around and you know it's a minefield when you have no idea you know yeah. and and i came up with the same conclusion about the vastex based on youtubing as much as i could and um we've loved it we've you know we've got an eight color there and as i say they're running it now and it's it never goes out of rego it you know once you've got it dialed off it goes it's easy to manage. It's heavy, and I yeah, guess that's yeah. perhaps one of its its strengths in a way. I, yeah, that would be. I, I mean, having known what your 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 podcast, I've listened to a few of your podcasts. I know you have the tips and traps. Oh, yeah. and the 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 tip that I would give to any aspiring print shop owner is just that: if you are buying a machine and it is light, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Yeah, that, that's the tip. Right, heavy yeah. is good. Heavy yeah. is good. Heavy is solid. Heavy doesn't move. Heavy doesn't deflect. You know, yeah. and the Vastex here, yeah, like we we push the Vastex around. It's a two man job, isn't it? Pushing yeah. the Vastex around here. It, yeah. you know, we, you push it ideally the one time. All right, get it yeah. in the position. It now lives there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they are heavy is good. Is the thing the point yeah. that I'm trying to make? Yeah. <laughs> and have you got any other Vastex equipment as well, or are you just running the presses? Yeah, we've got the ovens. Yeah, we've got the oven. Oven. Yeah, okay. Which oven have you got? The little uh, big red? Yeah, the big red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a terribly large thing. Like the heating elements, the heating bays are not can a meter, a meter and a half. But um it's just got a really good solid infrared, you know, uh, yeah. application of heat. It's got three heating bays and uh from my experience, or from what I've read, from what I can understand, the, the first bay is like called the turbo bay. So it just throws out a ton of heat in the first section of the garment under, yeah. and then, you know, it subsequently gets a little less, but it's certainly like we've had no curing issues and we've, our oven is a meter and a half long and it goes through, yeah. you know, it doesn't hold me up. The belt's moving pretty fast. Like I'm never, paused in production waiting for the belt you know yeah so, yeah. yeah i think the um and we bought that just off of the weight of after the hand carousel it was like you know mitch for a month and a half yeah. listening to me every day going how bloody good is this machine yeah. <laughs> and he obviously yeah. understanding went, what else do they make <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. no yeah like i back vastex and all that I, I think i they do it 
really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the only one downside for me is like, you know, the loading of the shirts, you know, it's a little bit harder to load than, yeah. I, I mean, I, mm. I put one loaded a shirt that's probably similar to the Anatole, you know, where it's really thin, it, it flies on, you know, so yeah. it, it can get, the, the shirts can get caught, but that's just probably more my technique than, you know, yeah. like Adrian doesn't have a problem with it, but I, yeah, you know, they, they're a deep board. I yeah. agree. There is, you know, but my experience is like on the on the rock automatic machine. That's that, the the thing that I was working on. They had a really thick arm, really broad, and really? the further you got into the the board, the deeper it was. You know, for example, the like a, a long sleeve garment. It would never happen on this machine that I used to work on. You know, um, but uh, I know, and I've seen, I've since seen that Rock have addressed that issue, and they're now making a. a a thinner, lower profiled arm because it was just it was just too big and wedgy, you know. Mm. Um, Ironically, um, we've, we run sleeve patterns on the manual and on the auto, yep. and they're actually easier to get on the um, Bastex manual than they are on the auto. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, so sometimes if it's not too big a job, we just go, oh, let's run yeah, it on yeah, the manual, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny all of that. And I, I remember getting the Vastex and thinking, well, this isn't very well designed, you know. How the dickens do you get a, a t-shirt on under here? And but you, yeah. you very quickly learn the technique for that. Absolutely. And it and it works. Um, yeah, so you've got the tunnel dryer, the little red with three chambers with the turbo one at the beginning. And yeah. what what are you running on um, an exposure unit? Oh, right now I just have one that I met I have friend in Hong Kong that does uh, manufacturing for me and he just got me in touch with a printer over there so it's just a, a galli- it's gallium light like it's a, yeah. it's a it's a big unit and it's, it's worked you know it hasn't really missed a beat for two years but we're looking to go towards the you know the LEDs. LED yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know as, as soon as we can you know so um, but right now we're, we're managing with this uh yeah it's it's um but we're getting exposure you know not as fast as leds but yeah it's, still um, still getting the result yeah. you know yeah yeah so, so yeah, is that like a metal halide bulb or something it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. so you've got the warm-up time and yeah you know. uh, no just go straight into it really yeah 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 it's yeah it, it can be a, a little bit you know um but like i said you know it's um it's probably the only, I wouldn't say it's a failing at all. It's, you know, but it's, um, you know, like if this, I suppose everything else, you know, like the Vastec oven, the Vastec hand carousels, everything's Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Um, mm. It's just, you know, almost feel sorry for the, the exposure unit because it's, you know, it's partners are, you know, yeah, are pretty good. Well, you well, know, <laughs> yeah, like that, that's not far off anyway. Whereas, you know, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're going getting an automatic so as soon as you know that's in you know then we will you know get the the led as well so so let's talk about the automatic then so you've got a container on its way it's full of red machinery tell us what you've got yeah so we've got the it's not red we got our own custom colors so (laughs) yeah what color is it the rabbitos colors oh no that's serious i hope they got the pantone wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we got it right. No, yeah. I mean, as we probably all, I, I know I am. You know, I, 
it kind of, you know, because we like the Vastex so much, so it's the same colours as Vastex. So just like army green. Just, you know, with the black and, you know, so mm. we, um, yeah, custom, custom colours because we can, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks cool. But it's yeah, a vault. It's a vault. Yeah, and yeah. it's all vault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the, I had a friend in Hawaii who was another um, bodyboarder surfer. Um, and he'd been, he was using Vastex too on the, for the manuals. And then he'd been printing for about probably 20 years. And he just said his wrists were getting really sore and yep. you know, he yep. ended up getting the vault and he'd always say, you know, how quiet it is and how nice that is. So that was always an attraction for me, how quiet it, you know, you know, you don't want it. You don't want to be working with you know something hissing all the time. I'm, I'm sure there's a you know a purpose for it, um, but it, it's nice to have a nice quiet environment. Oh, yeah. Well. So, yeah. And the noise of the compressor, you know, on a yeah. on a pneumatic one is yeah. very very noisy in the background, constantly going. Yeah. Off. So yeah. So, yeah, that that's on its way, and that that was mainly to, you know, one to yeah put good equipment and front of Adrian and um, and also you know when and if we do get those bigger jobs we can we can handle it you know like mm. that's the idea anyways to to buy back time like I mean if we're we can get through jobs quicker then there's more time for you know Adrian likes to motorbike ride and play golf and you know I like to surf so if I can yeah. buy back some time as well that that's that would be that'd be great and also um yeah just have the ability to to handle you know yeah good size orders and it's a dream it was a dream of mine to get it you know it's it became a you know a bit of an obsession to to master this game you know and i'm a long way off but you know i might not master the print but i want to master the production you know i want to be the, mm. the guy that mm. can you know get things in the door and out the door with good quality you know that that's where i see my creativity coming into play you know and Absolutely. and creating and a good good experience for you know you know our customers and whoever comes through our doors there yeah. is this kind of maxim that i keep hearing this sort of adage you know it, it's the big question isn't it for a lot of print shops when do i move to automatic and how much and which one and so on and how many colors and yeah. all the questions around having the right amperage and the in the warehouse, which is a nightmare. Um, but there's the voice that I hear around those kind of questions online is always, oh, yeah, but when you get it, you'll find you just get a lot more work. And I, I remember hearing that over and over and over and thinking, well, that's just nonsense, right? <laughs> How does yeah. that actually work? <laughs> but what I've worked out is it, it's true. <laughs> but obviously it's dependent. Yeah. So you're never going to be playing golf again, but um, <laughs> obviously it's dependent on getting the decision right about when you get it. Yep. And, you know, in, in the real sense, if I, I mean, it's a, the usual kind of uh, cliche about if I'd known how much we'd grow and how quickly we'd grow, I would have done it earlier. But of course, you know, you don't know all of that stuff, but I would have done it earlier simply because, we don't have that brain and that experience that you've got, Adrian. You know, we had to kind of go through the hard roads again. Um, but it has been our experience. You know, last year, 
we doubled in revenue and this year we're currently 60% up. We go by calendar year, not, not the financial years. Um, and But the size of the jobs, because of the way it's allowed us to change our marketing yeah. around volumes and, and pricing has, you know, increased our average order size dramatically in terms of pieces. Yeah. Um, so it's been the right thing for us. Of course, we've got it, unlike you, we've got an old, I think it's, it probably, <laughs> it probably was around when he first started in Billabong. Like, I really think it was probably 25, 30 years old. It's a yeah. three meter tunnel dryer. And it, you know, it's, it's what it is. It's a pizza oven, if you will. Yep. It's just not very wide. And yeah. the lead-in's about that big, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, running a, an auto on it is great. If you've got a little left chest, you can just bang them out. But if you've got, you know, a simulated process that's yeah. big, on a hooded it's garment. just like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know? And obviously, it's still tons quicker than running an eight-color print on a on a manual for obvious yeah. reasons, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it has been the right time. And I suspect that'll be your thing as well, you know? It'll suddenly... And moving that way, it'll, it'll allow you to remodel your pricing and, and your marketing, uh, which um, has been really good. Um, so that's probably going to happen. So anything you see, so you got rapid wave flashes coming with that. I think you'd said before to me. And um, any other kit coming? Uh, we're extending uh, the belt length for the Vastex mm, the just other, to, yeah. to be able to, you know, handle more coming off the, the press. Mm, like that's... Yep one thing um and then yeah i mean we've got the uh the anatole this one's got the digital head so you can change mm -hmm. the squeegee pressure and squeegee angle and test prints i mean adrian will be probably more over than that but that was one feature i was like okay you know everything i looked at that was like this is gonna make our job easier yeah hopefully well that's it that's what you pay the more money for so yeah for sure it's quite a bit more and and listen guys i really wish we'd done that you yeah. know i am an art i looked at it and i was like it's a lot of money is it worth it you know printers have been doing this manually and yeah. but i really wish we'd gone for it you know the ability yeah. to basically press a button Absolutely. set them all yeah. But also um, to say, no, that was on 0.6, we'll make it 0.8. You know, having that level of precision rather yeah, than yeah. click, click, click. And don't get me wrong, you know, click, click, click's great. But so to be able to just hit a button. So I think, you know, if we go to the, if we ever go to the next auto, we'll definitely do that. But I, yeah, I'd really love to hear back from you on that when you get that running and, you know, how good yeah. it is. I think that's terrific. Also, that rapid wave um, will blow your socks off. Um, there's two main settings on that. One is a temperature-based setting where you can literally just say, I want this to reach 110 degrees for three seconds. Yeah. Uh, and that's great. The sensor does that, sits in the middle and on the underside. And the other way is a standard, you know, on off, on off as it as the carousel rotates. And again, for, for seconds and you know, given temperatures and, and power yeah. settings. Yeah. It did take a had the similar sensor style flash and uh that were coupled with the, the rocks had for those that don't know they've got honeycomb boards or platens they're like oh, wow. a 25 mil thick and they're honeycomb and they're super light and they take heat so quickly but lose the heat just as well they oh, yeah. crack yourself for a minute you, your boards have lost the heat but then of course then you'd have your sensor flash 
which would adjust for the loss of heat, you know? Yeah. And that's my question to you. Uh, uh, the Anatole boards, are they just a, a solid slab of aluminium? Is that what they are? They're a solid slab with a rubber, like like the Vastex oh, yeah. plans. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So once you get the heat in them, you'll be right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty good. And, you know, sometimes we try and do a changeover between jobs quickly. Yes. Just to, to don't make the mistake, by the way, of um, heating your platens up while you're loading. Like you sometimes think, oh, I can set up the don't, yeah. do, don't do that. That's all I'm going to say on that subject. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll find they do hold the heat much better. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. So LED in the future, would you go Vastex or, or like what's your thinking on, think on the LED? Yeah, they seem reliable, you know, and adds to our color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it really matches. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. match. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, we'll just, first off is just, you know, getting the, the Anatole in and, you know, getting acquainted with that and, you know, obviously do, getting all the testing right and uh, making sure that it's, um, uh, you know, Adrian's comfortable with it, you know, especially on the install. We want that to be thorough. You know, we want to be, we really want to be thorough on that. We don't, we want to know what we're dealing with, mm. you know, um, we don't want to be coming back with, oh, we should have asked this question, we should have done that, you know, we want to, mm. you know, we, you know, I trust agents going to be able to use it, you know, like mm. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a, definitely a busy time for us more so in, you know, because we are new. This isn't the only print shop Adrian works in. He works in another print shop also. So, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm still, you know, hugely setting this company up with the vision that I have, mm. which can be painful sometimes because it's, it's, it is a service-based industry. Mm. Um, so you're dealing with, you know, a lot of moving parts and a lot of, you know, customers, um, and it's been being able to handle that and also kind of, you know, moving forward with your own goals, you know, because I think if, yeah, you can get sidetracked very easily in this business as well, you know, so, but yeah, I just want to get this equipment in and get it in its right location. Like another thing is like, you know, a lot of us, screen printers move into factories that aren't shaped for screen printing, you know, like yeah. Yeah. ideally you just want a big open expanse and just set it up in pods and, you know, have everything flow from one end to the other. So, you know, I've got my thoughts around that and how really good production production can work. But I, yeah, I mean, you, you can, it's hard to achieve in a, someone else's work, you know, yeah, I'm, you know obviously leasing a space. So you're working mm. within that space and, you know, you've got mm. dark rooms, you got, you know, mm. the idea situation, ideal is like what Adrian probably had a billabong, you know, it was custom built to the, you Build know, it from the ground up from yep. the screen printing. Whereas, you know, you know, even by looking at your shop, there's probably, you know, you're working with different corners and yeah. different things. So it's like you're working within a space that isn't as conducive, but you, you can always make it work. Um, but the idea, goal ideal goal for this whole shop is to have something really productive you know yeah and it's like um 
when we had the Anatole vault coming, I can remember it was one of those things where it was going in November, it was, you know, coming December, and eventually it turned up on the 4th of January, and poor Howard, he was tearing his hair out because the truck uh, got, it was, a, it was a, a B double and it got stuck on a couple of Ks up the road, and uh, it was a total nightmare. And I think we had kind of like installation fatigue in the end, in the sense that not just that we were exhausted, but that we were kind of over it in a sense, like, you know, if I've got to really do more. And, and so I think going that extra mile to do what you said, to make sure it's absolutely bulletproof, but recognizing it's going to settle and things are going to change and it needs a bit more kind of work to it. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is, you know, like, two or three days before I moved all the equipment up in one corner and, you know, measured the circumference and I had little, you know, yeah. tape on the ground is going to go here. And, and we got it bang on. I mean, we got it exactly right. Um, but we were having a conversation. I think it was even this week, earlier this week um, about, you know, why the hell did we put this here? It's completely the wrong place. Why we should have put it over, you know, and yeah. that's, that's super frustrating. We're not, we're not particularly big warehouse. Um, and we're hoping to say goodbye, in a sense, to um, the Vastex. Just we want to put it into storage. But and I'll come on to this because of left chest prints on polos and zips, which is a massive, massive issue. On the uh, it's the first time I popped a screen on on the uh, auto. It's like oh no, this really doesn't work. <laughs> but I've but I've got an idea on on how to fix that because uh, Anatole does not have platens for zip-ups or for polos they don't no. they don't have them it's not really? part of their armory yeah um but vastex does yeah. um so uh yeah and and planning that is so difficult but the other problem we had you know i don't know um when we were in the garage we would print genuinely you know on on the average kind of print print flash print we would kick over 100 an hour and we'd probably do up to five hours a day. I'm older than both of you probably put together. And my body just, you know, I've been sitting in an office. I've been a management consultant most of my life. And so, you know, sedentary, overweight, how hard can this be? Your yeah. arms, your limbs are falling off. Like, it's incredible. Um, what the hell was I saying that for? I completely forgot my uh, train of thought. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so like we the layout of the place is that what you yeah exactly and so we spit through quite a few each day and you know we'd have a lot of stock coming in a lot coming going out and now we've got the auto we're doing four or five pallets sometimes six pallets a week and the yeah. thing i hadn't thought of is where do you put those yeah you know and yeah. um suddenly you're rethinking everything the storage yeah. the moving of the press and it's yeah, it's yeah, a nightmare yeah. So that I hadn't, you know, with, we're already thinking about moving, but, you know, how do, how do we do that? Um, we're hopeful that one of our, we're in a kind of a complex here with five units and we're the smallest. And we're oh. hoping that one of the others will move. One of them is a brewery. Oh. Yeah. So that would be good getting that one. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a major consideration that I just had no idea about at all. I can, I can recall in the days, like obviously I was at Billabong through its, its ascendancy, it's it floated on the stock market. It was huge, and yeah. then and I remember there was three buildings. I started at one, we moved to another, and then there was a third, and it's still at that building today. Now, when they were planning on building that, 
they actually came to a few of us sort of senior printers and sort of said, hey, guys, what do you need? And we were like, we were like, yes, you're asking us? This is awesome. So, uh, and, and the, the, my colleague that I spoke of earlier, I won't mention his name because he's not the sort of bloke who likes his name mentioned, but uh, he knows who he is. He basically sat down. I assisted him, but I'm going to give my friend a good chunk of the credit of designing what is and was the most efficient screen prep room. Everything from the job is done to, you know, taking the tape off, cleaning it, you know, reclaiming, degreasing, coating back again, shooting another image upon that same screen. This was the most complex but efficient space of, you know, this is the tub that you're reclaiming. Then you move to this tub, you degrease in this tub, you know. Mm. So like I said, back to the old having that silver spoon in my mouth, uh, it, that was one of the biggest shocks when I left Billabong and entered the, the small contract business game like, oh, what, you just, you're washing the screens out in the, the toilet area of, your, of the factory? Like, <laughs> okay, wild and loose. But it, it, it genuinely is how we do business here in this country, isn't it? Like we don't, you know, we rent these shops and we bloody ram a print shop into it, whether it yeah. likes it or not, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we certainly have, like we have not had taken delivery of this Anatole that Mitch speaks of, but I'm here to tell you, we've got our little floor plan measurements, did the, you know, at, even down to the old, knowing how big the machine is. And it's just so much easier just to shift around a circular piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. on another piece of paper to go, well, we can put it there, we can put it there, we can put it there. And we, we spent 20 minutes doing that today, went down with the tape measure. We too have tape marks on our floor at the moment where we think our Anatole is going to go. And, and it's, that's obviously it helped from, I've worked in other print shops that have either moved or grown or, you know, I certainly, you know, like I, without sounding like an egotistical maniac, I think my opinion on how a production print room should flow and move is a valid opinion. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen a lot of them. I've been in big ones, you know? So it's, and of course, it's always what you can do with the space that you have got, you know? Yeah. 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 We There's always, always ways of, you know, making that work better, but there are limits, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what excite. that's what I'm driven by is just making it efficient as, as it can be, you know? And it's like, uh, yes, like there's, uh, I forgot the saying, but you know, right now it's just eliminating anything that is, isn't necessary in the yeah, shop yeah, is going, yeah, it's yeah. just out, you know, it's like, it's, um, that's what I'm after. That's what I'm chasing. Yeah. yeah. So do you use any kind of um, shop management system or like how does the front end, the sales end as well work with your business? You... Yeah, we just do the normal you know, there we've got just a quoting system. Um, we've got the I, I do my own website. You know, um, so it it's just starting to kick in now. Like we're just that's only new. Like we've we've done this all without a website. Oh so yeah, okay, yep. No word of mouth and a little bit of networking here, but yeah, that that part is exciting me now. Is like working out how to you know you know, connect with new customers and, you know, mm -hmm. keep our old existing ones. 
mm-hmm. and just continually getting better and better. Like that, that's what you got to, you got to come to work every day, trying to get a little bit better, a little bit smarter and just yep. making it and to have fun too. Like we, you can't yep. always just come to work and yeah. not, yep. not, yeah, just try and make it more efficient and fun, you know, cause yeah, yeah like it, it's, um, it's hard too because like it's an industry based on performance as well so and quality you very rarely get compliments that the t-shirt's yeah. great you'll get them if you know they don't like them mm. you won't hear from them if they're good you know which is probably the biggest compliment if you don't hear from them it's great and then they read order you know they're happy yeah so yeah. It's, um and that's why i like like i like to create my own stuff and you know we will do our own stuff soon because we know what we like and what we can do and hopefully we can sell those those products as, uh, as well because it's um you can control that a little bit more you can't always control what somebody well you can never control what someone's going to bring you you know what artwork they're going to give you and what yeah. they expect you know whereas mm-hmm. if we're doing it ourselves for us we know what we can do and what we are capable of and you know so yeah i don't know what we're talking about now no, no, it's all it's brilliant. And <laughs> uh, we were talking about shop management software and, yeah, and the process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something I like to share with people, which I'm never sure how helpful it is, but from my background in, in a different industry, understanding those processes um, is critical in terms of working out how to make them efficient. But if you're designing a, a computer system with you know end-to-end process for a government department, that's okay, right? That's that's fairly, you know, at the end of the day, we're kind of just stamping bits of paper, put it, putting it simply, driving bureaucracy uh, linked to other processes, usually in the in the terrestrial world. Um, and that's okay, because you can just go, you know, as hard as you want for efficiency. But in our industry, you want to be as efficient as you can, but not lose the effectiveness. And for us, that's the quality. And that's where the rub is, I think, in this industry. And getting, you know, starting with really, really good artwork. Are you happy if you got... with the quality you're doing or it's something that you want to get better at as well? No, I'm happy with it. I mean, there's certain types of prints that, um, you know, like I noticed the print today on those um, school uh, polos that they're doing at the moment just a little bit rough and so we kind of like no we, we need to change up the underbase here but no i'm happy with what we put out unless we have a you know stuff up we <laughs> we did have one where i think we were doing plastisol heat transfers and someone forgot to put the tunnel dryers temperature back up so we did get a phone call you know all our prints are falling off and you know you fix those things that happens so you know i'm happy with it the problem is though like you i do want to become more efficient because it's a money thing at the end of the day. And when you think about this industry, you know, it, it's about replicating something rapidly. When you get yep. that job on the press, it's getting it good, really good quality. There's, there's the rub, there's the tension, but doing it quickly again. And so I've found that with our guys, we have to just, you know, I'll come out and I'll go, gee, you, you know, the, the flood's really slow on that on that head you know and they'll be like shut up you know we yeah. can't get these on the tunnel dryer quick enough and so i kind of go oh come on guys you know this you know this can go a lot faster and we're getting a new tunnel dryer to, to compensate for things like that but um i've now kind of just gone nah, you know let's let them run it where they want to run it 
and we'll slowly turn the volume up on this per yeah. job you know yeah. um and there's a confidence thing there you know we, sure. you know our press operator is one of my daughters she's okay. co-director in the company so my company is owned by myself and her nice. and um yeah which is a bit unusual it's, as i said earlier it kind of started as a hobby and and here we are i've done i think i've done 11 companies since i was quite young so i'm quite used to the business side of of, of running a business but manufacturing if you will that's that's totally new for me but i've kind of just left them and said you know you do it the way you want to do it but we've got these jobs to go through we have a, a monday.com system that we use to manage all the jobs that are come, coming through and reprioritize and so on um but i can see you know i do all the artwork here occasionally i'll outsource it's a tricky i mean sometimes we'll use um what's it called separation studio for a sim process oh, yeah. But I've yeah. never been 100% happy with it. I agree. And, I'm myself. Yeah. yeah. And and to be honest, when you think about what you're asking a little computer program to do, it's a it's big a, ask, right? And so ask, there's got to yeah. be some some uh, corners cut there. So occasionally we'll outsource that or I'll do it. But I'm at that stage where I kind of don't have time to do that now. And I'm not like, I'm okay. I, you know, so. Obviously, not the standard you guys are at, but we, you know, we we get it right. Um, so I think you know that's an inefficiency for us. So for today, there was a couple of changes um, in in the prioritization of of jobs, and my daughter came and said, "I need these film films," and I said, "I haven't got time to do them. <laughs> I've got a podcast. I've got to get these quotes out." You know, and so just seeing those kind of things causing issues for us next you know i think that's going to be the the problem i'm big on marketing and sales that's really where i come in um but yeah they're the processes i think mitch you and i have spoken about um computer to screen several times and i think that'll be something for us down the line that i really do want to get sorted because we are doing bigger orders we are doing you know a lot more colors per order and just getting that set up time quicker will make a huge difference. But of course, once the press is running, unless you make your flood bar move a bit quicker or, or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're going at the, the you know, and you, if, if at any point you're on a slow job, what you do is you go, well, how, how fast is it? Oh, it's only 200 an hour. And you think, well, hey guys, <laughs> on the manual, that would have been, so, you know, you can always go back and say, well, compared to a manual, this is, this is super fast. Absolutely. So, I think you'll love the Anatole. I think there are things that will challenge you. We've spoken about some of those before, but I I do think, you know, obviously, Adrian, you're used to this experience, but Mitch, yep. you're just going to, you yeah. know, your tongue's going to hang out and you're just going to love it. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, uh, I know they're not the, the be-all and end-all. Adrian loves printing on the manual and I love the idea of manual too because it's, you know, it's it's going to be hard for that thing to ever break down. It's not going to break down really. So mm. that effectively, that thing can keep, you know, myself and Adrian and whoever's else involved in this business in business for a long forever. Mm. You know, so yeah. the, the automatic is just a the ability to 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 do a big order faster achieve yeah. good consistency yeah um and 
yeah, and not and I mean, we're we're not getting any younger, so obviously we, we're going to reduce that fatigue. For I sure. mean, if we can do four hundred garments, I don't know the level. I I really, you know, I look at it and watch videos and you know talk to Adrian at the numbers that they can do per hour. Um, but until I see it happen and yeah. you know what we're capable of, then you know I can't really comment. But it'd be, you know, if we can get a job done before ten o'clock, then you know, yeah, everything done, done for the <laughs> yeah. day. You know, like, no, 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 yeah. no, because you're going to have so much more work. The thing is, like, I, yeah, like we we would, you know, we without like you know would we would take on. A, a lot of work but at the same time like if we i know our limits and you know what we want to what mm. i want to do like so um yeah for the the short term we would take on as much as we can if that means working overtime and doing whatever we need to do to do to get where we need to be we'll do it but it's just mm. also yeah there is a line drawn to to go yeah mm. we're not going to kill ourselves for it we, yeah. we need to enjoy ourselves and you know, yeah, sure for sure. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that we learned is that, you know, most, well, pretty much every job you're going to have, more or less, is going to need an underbase. Yep. And when you're working on the auto, you know, dialing that underbase in, getting it as, as schmick as you can um, is critical. And that does mean slowing the press down. It does mean changing the, the mesh count. It does mean really working hard at the off contact. Um, the other thing is, you know, if you had a, a white print, let's say a, a white center print on the front on the manual to do on a dark shirt, you just need one screen. You're going to print, yeah. flash, print it, but you just, you don't have to register anything. Like, bang, it's in. Whereas on an auto, you're going to use a highlight white. There's no, you know, you can use the step back feature, but our cutoff yeah. level for that is 50 t-shirts. So if you have an order more than 50, we're going to put two yeah. in. And then, you know, obviously yeah. if you had more colors. So that's, you know, I reckon that's the hardest thing to get right is getting those whites um, dead right. Yeah. Colors, yeah. in my opinion, you know, making sure the ink viscosity is right, reducing the ink appropriately. That um, that's another big issue. Um, obviously good screens, all the, all the usual things. But getting that white right, particularly on a hoodie. Yeah. Man, don't, if I said to you, do you hate hoodies? Most yeah. printers would go, absolutely, I hate them. Absolutely, answer, I hate them. They're terrible things. <laughs> and, and you know, you're like, oh, let's assume you got a big white print on the back of a hoodie. You're like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And just working those things out. Cause you kind of go, oh, this does 500 now. No, it doesn't. Not yeah. with this, it doesn't. No press can. And, yeah. you know, because we want the print to be good. And there you go. There's your efficiency against your effectiveness, your quality. Yeah. So um, that's been hard for us to learn. But, yeah, I think you're just going to absolutely love it. So quick technical question. Um, um, emulsion. What kind of emulsion do you use just out of interest? The Yolano? Is that Yolano? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Yolano Red. I know, Kiwi. Kiwi. Kiwi Red. We're at it at the moment. We're doing a Kiwi bit of that. It's yeah. um, it seems to you know we've, I guess, is that what we'll, we'll yeah, we'll, it's always it's all we've had yeah because yeah, I can only recall on one occasion, actually getting out the um exposure calculator and you know finding the relative sweet spot um and then of course with these Gold Coast days, it's mm. it, basically what I'm trying to say is 
our exposure numbers, you know, the units that we use for the duration of time do change relevant to the environment, you know, like, yeah. you know, like obviously when we did our, what was a year ago when we did our yeah. exposure calculator, it was during the summer months. And then um, during the cooler months, that, that number had to change, you know, um, it, it was, it was going down, we were overexposing. So I was yeah. giving it less time. Um, now we, you know, we may have to, during the, the change of this season now, it might mm. be beneficial to get the old exposure calculator out again and um, to see how that, uh, that old, you know, Hong Kong yeah. exposure units treat us. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, the key way yeah, there's always a lot going on, you know, so it's um, always trying to improve each little area, whether it's, uh, you know, the organisation of the ink room, the organisation of, you know, you know, making sure you have enough screens coded, you know, everything, the, the washroom, everything has got to be, you know, tightened all the time, you know. So that that's, that's you know, for now that's, I try to do that and make that my job. Um, and, yeah, just just tightening the, just getting tighter in every area. I think mm. that that's always the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What what inks do you guys use? What brand? Wilflex Plastisol we've got at the moment. Our, we've got the Permaset uh, water-based, the super covers. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, we've got that as, you know, to, to offer to the client. But, um, I, you know, it's it's very rarely the way, well, I crack a lid on the water-based, you know, it really is our clientele. Yeah. Like our, our, um, our Plastisol, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's been a majority. That had been about ninety-seven percent of my career was with Wilflex. So yeah, I, right. I can, you know, I've seen the, the many different, uh, you know, the mixing systems and the pigment concentrates and the, all of the different guises that it goes through. It is a little bit concerning, I think, too. Like, at the risk of sounding like an old grumpy forty-seven-year-old, but whites aren't like they used to be. <laughs> you know, used to hear that. I'm pleased yeah, to yeah, hear that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It used to be really white and really easy to flash and really nice to flood back. You can't buddy buy love for love nor money. You can get a decent white now. You know, like, yeah. With all due respect to Wilflex, you know. Yeah. And look, it's the same. I mean, I don't have that history of knowing that they're better, but we've experienced a bit of a uh, degradation in the quality of the whites just in the last year. Totally. And yeah, and I think Wilflex and Rutland are now manufacturing in China yeah, for yeah, Australia. I have heard this, yes. Yeah. yeah, and there is a difference, you know, and people go, I'll oh, let the ink settle. I don't have time to let the ink settle. I need it in the press. Yeah. Like, it's insane, you know. Yeah, you um, settle it at your shop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get it settled and then sell it to me. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, and, that, you know, that just worries me a lot. Um, yeah. But we use Wilflex and we use Rutland. Um, we seldom ever print it in water base for the reasons I mentioned earlier about our climate here. Yeah. Um, very rarely, like you, you know, do, does a customer say, oh, I want water-based or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't researched it enough, but I have heard rumblings around, you know, the environmental um, side of things. Yeah. And what seems to be coming out at the moment is, um, well, water-based aren't actually much better for the environment than plastisol and i think you know it's just something that people don't know 
like the public don't know. Um, yeah, have yeah. you guys ever come across an ink called virus? I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the like the, don't need to flash it. Almost touch dry straight away. Yeah, and for someone, this could probably be more of a of, of of an insight into my character as a man as it is to a tradesman. If you've got a salesman standing there telling you something and you are thinking that's too good to be true, in my yes. opinion, in my experience, that is usually the case. Yes. It's bloody good to be true. I've had. Um, I remember. I went to uh, T1 Prince in Sydney. There was, uh, you know, Donovan from Rawtech Solutions? Yes. He had uh, established a couple of years ago now, and I, I commend him for it, much as I commend you for this sense of community building, right, in this podcast. Donovan from Rawtech Solutions had this great idea where he was going to have a, an Australian industry night. And this happened on two occasions. Uh, but it, it through ego and business and all the rest of it, it sort of just dissolved. But it was the invite to a, a big print shop in Marrickville in New South Wales called T1, T1 Prints. And all of us printers from all the eastern seaboard of the country, we all flew to Marrickville for this night. And it was, they basically, it was like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. All of the staff have gone. All us bloody printers just merge into this shop. And it was Donovan from Raw Tech Solutions used it as a bit of an understandable, a bit of a, hey, I'm going to sell my wares to you guys, like the, the easy way products, the dip tanks, mm. the spray mm. booth and all that. Uh, and of course, T1 at that point had had just an array of MNRs that Donovan must have installed there. So he had this, you know, this, um, this industry night, which I, I thought was fantastic. I went to the first one. Uh, I supported it then. And I remember having a conversation with someone about these virus inks. Now, I'll be honest, I could very well have been talking to the salesman himself, but uh, even when he was telling me, I was just like, no, nah, I'm not having that, mate. Like, ah, oh, it's dry straight away. No, it's not. Like, you know, it's, yeah, like it, it was almost too good to be true. Have you, what's your experience, Sam? Of yeah, I, I haven't used it. I, I got a quote for a, a sampler, but it was like a grand or yeah. something ridiculous to yeah. get it here. Yeah. They're an Some Italian free. company. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but I'd like to give it a go just yeah, because yeah. There, there is an ecological based? story around it. Sorry? Yes. Where are they based? I think they're in Italy. Okay. Italian yeah. company, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've seen them on Instagram. They, it's, they have it in, like, tins instead of... Oh, do they? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they do. That's but I'm pretty they're sure they're Italian. But yeah. I'd yeah. like to try it. Like, I, you know, yeah. I do... I'm not sure you're the same. You know, I do want to get the ecological environmental story right not just because it's good branding and it is and i think people do yeah, choose yeah, you yeah. over those things but I genuinely don't want to end up in jail that's the other reason right? totally. so, <laughs> <laughs> um, to the extent that we now i don't know what you guys do but we use a dip tank um to to reclaim and so we use white spirits to remove ink cause it to evaporate uh, Keep the yeah. rags it doesn't go down the down the sewage or the, the, anything else um, and then we use a dip tank and all that chemical we put in an ibc and it's taken away um oh, roughly yeah. every three months yeah it's just cleansed down in hunter valley yeah. um it's expensive but it, at least i know that that's not going down any waterways um, we're yeah. pretty religious about that but i think yeah. it you know 
I'm just very nervous about too much of that or any of that really going down the yeah, sewerage yeah. or the, the waterways. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to look at it. I just, um, I'm in Europe this Christmas, actually. And, you know, you say things like that. You know, I'm going to Britain. Oh, Poland, yeah, Italy. But I used to be, yeah, working Europe years ago. And I'm just like, no. So, I, you know, it's big. So I would like to go and see. But, yeah, just stick to what I know best at the moment. So do you guys do any discharge underbasing, or do you just lay down a normal white plastisol? Adrian, we haven't done that in here yet, but Adrian's done it plenty yeah, of times. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So are you talking about a discharge base and then plastisol colours over the top? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and plenty of that, absolutely, yeah. It is effective, you know, in, in certain circumstances, you know, like obviously the art and the, the garment, obviously, as soon as you put discharge into it, into the equation, you you want to be working with stable garments, you know, yeah. uh, that give you a consistent finish. Um, that's probably been the biggest experience or the biggest challenge that I've ever had as a printer when it comes to that discharge or plus charge or anything like that is the stuff that I can't control as the printer. Like I, mm -hmm. I can't help it, you know, and I'm sure I, I, I could be wrong here, but they potentially might dye a fabric one colour and then make a T-shirt out of it and then they'd sell that T-shirt and it goes back to the dye house yes. and it turned into a secondary colour. And then yes. I'm charging that and I'm seeing the first colour that it originally was and it's a pile of black shirts and I've got two of them in there that are red. Like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. You know? like, yeah. that, that's a constant battle and that's a constant source of, you know, like I certainly had, uh, not Mitch, but other employers that I've had sort of stand at the back of the oven. Oh, what are you doing, Adrian? I'm like, I did not change my process from that shirt to that shirt, you know, and you've, you've kind of got to tell people, it's like, well, I'm not in control of that garment was once a red shirt. Now it's a black shirt. And yeah. Seeing that through my white discharge, yeah. you know, that's, it's a constant frustration, I suppose, you know, but yeah, I definitely have had plenty of experience with, you know, the old discharge base, uh, plastisol colors, you know, makes so it, not feel so it makes it feel nice you know yeah the 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 so-called soft hand i've used discharge a fair bit on the vastex but you know have that same problem of it drying in the in the mesh yeah um yeah but only for whites right like not putting another color on top or you know yeah. plastisol or whatever but i'm quite intrigued about it but it's that you know the whole thing of you know here's a job for 100 t's or whatever and it's customer x do we want to do we want to try it out? <laughs> or, you know, yeah, or should, yeah, we, yeah. should we do yeah, something yeah. for ourselves at some point? Yeah, or when am I going to do that? You know? Well, that's, that's the beauty, I think, of where we're at at Ripple is, like, Mitch has a couple of his own brands. Yeah. Uh, and, and we do, we sort of find, he, we'll just grab one of his brands and our assistant research and development, you know, like, because yeah. we, we've got the luxury of, he's the boss, mm. the client, and mm. the research yeah. and developer, the, you know, he's, it's, it's a really beautiful luxury to have, obviously. I've, I've not had that professionally before, you know. It's like... Yeah, I think you have to have that. Like, it's just... That's what gives you inspiration yeah. to, to explore, you know, and mm. make mistakes and, you know, not as costly, you know. So... Yeah, yeah. you got to have that. Yeah. yeah. You know, the... It, but you got to keep, you know, the, the customers too, you know. So, you got yeah. that... Yeah, keep it all, all spinning. Yeah, and we, we've got a couple of customers that are designers um, for other people, but also sell some of their own brands. And 
sometimes I, I say to them, look, can we try a different ink out on this? You know, do you mind? And yeah, they're yeah. pretty, pretty cool about it generally. Um, but you know, if it doesn't work, you just chuck it in the, in the rags bucket and yeah, yeah. start again, don't you? And just delay the order a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I've got a few more questions for you. I'm conscious of time. You guys going okay? Uh, yeah, I probably got, yeah, another 10 minutes or so I got to drop a mate to is heading up to Brisbane. So yeah, 10 minutes I got. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so favorite prints. Um, uh, please don't say black and white. We all know that that's like oh, you know, <laughs> oh, five thousand prints, which are black and white. Everybody yeah. loves. But I mean, in terms of you know complexity, do you like sim process? Like, what is your ideal favorite kind of printing? I guess as well as the print, the outcome. That's a good question. I mean, I, for, for me, I like, um, I like it all really. I can't go, <laughs> it's, you know, yeah, I'd like to, we seem to get a lot of people that want technical prints. It seems like a lot of colors and a lot of yep. detail. So mm. I would love personally to see some more just Blacking, going yeah. down, you know, just, just straight down. Like yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, you know yeah. where, you know, it's like you can, yeah, see that pile going down real quick yeah. versus you know, but yeah, like I, all of my designs are you know pretty hard too. You know the ones we like to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, Adrian, oh, I'd say that what excites me printing is you know like is removing myself as a screen printer away from that but just as a, a fanboy let's call it like it you know like I, I love motorcycles uh we are very fortunate enough mitch has one of his clients is troy bayless the world champion ducati yeah. riding yeah. anyone who knows troy bayless yeah, yeah. right yeah. troy bayless yeah um that like I I wake up the morning that I get to print those Ducati shirts and I'm having my breakfast doing these ones. Yes, come on, <laughs> I'm printing Ducati today. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. it's the personal stuff, I suppose. Yeah. That, yeah. That, you know, stuff that would excite me, stuff that I would go and spend my hard earned on printing yeah. that. That's rad. I love that. You know, yeah. like I I share that on my my social media that day. Like, oh look at the Ducati shirts I printed. You know, like it's you know like yeah I. 47 year old fanboy you know i like it i like the stuff that gets me excited it makes me feel like when i was 16 and it's christmas and you, you get your new quicksilver shirt or your billabong shirt or whatever it was you know oh, yeah yeah you know, yeah that's yeah. why i like printing yeah yeah and no, i like that angle that, 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 you know on the personal like, side I like, yeah sorry yeah i like the um uh yeah like printing surfing related stuff and you know nature like things like that like i really like you know seeing artwork printed like that so yeah yeah okay um we should probably draw it to a close any questions that come to mind for you at all yeah we're just thankful yeah to yeah, yeah, come on your show and hopefully totally. you know once we have the auto and our shop rolling mm. you know we can we can chat again you know um you know, early next year or whatever, and we can have a little top up. 
yeah. we can show you, show you what we're doing. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. do that. And just how can people get in touch with you? You've got a website. What was the web address? It's uh, just rippleprinthouse.com. Rippleprinthouse.com. Okay. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook. You got any yeah, um, Ripple yes. Printhouse. Yeah, Same deal. Printhouse, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, that's all kicking off now. And yeah, every day there's little advancements in that. So yeah, it's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, when I come to QLD next, I'll come and, come and visit you guys. Yeah, if I will. Sure. Um, yeah. But for the moment, Adrian, Mitch, thanks so much. It's been just revelatory for me. I've really enjoyed it. And yeah. there's been a real vibe here. Yeah. It's been very positive. So thanks for all your input and, and your advice as well. It's been great. Yeah, yeah man. No, good on you for growing the community of printers. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. I, I, I think we should do more of or the, the new ones coming through. That's that's the level of acceptable behaviour. Let's yeah yeah we yeah are, we are competitors, but we're all competing in the same game. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it's not as though you have to share trade trade secrets with the print shop down the road. Yeah, but if the print shop down the road has just you know their exposure tables just exploded or they've run out of spray glue, yeah, why can't we be a community to go absolutely hey, bring, bring your screens up? I'll shoot the bloody things for you. Or he's in a spray glue, you know, like yeah community good on you yeah. for building this sam that's oh well, thanks guys i really appreciate it and have a great rest of the arvo yeah, right, yeah. Got you, man. be well see you guys right, see you, bud. Yeah. Bye. Um,